Hey everyone, it's day 11 of the 31 Days of Dread. We are going crazy with this annual Dream Warriors podcast event where we do one horror movie a day for the month of October. It's Wolfman, it's from 1941. I must be crazy to talk about a movie so old. But we're going to get right into it after this intro. Yeah, and we're, we're back, we're back. So, <laughs> I, I previously was trying to record this and uh, just had like the weirdest technical issue. And look, it doesn't matter how many times you, you do things on this, on this level, uh, like you're always going to have mistakes, you're always going to have problems, you're always going to have variables. And I guess along the way, the one thing you try and, and eliminate is is the, the cause of the of, of, of the issues. But if you have a line, uh, you know, there's just variables down the line. So you you try and like duplicate, hone, uh, itemize, and you, you uh, have parts of your practice that that's replicatable. So it's just kind of like rinse and repeat, but you know we're maintaining things like good audio, good music, so on and so forth. You know, good editing, quick publishing, uh, accurate descriptions, and and all of those things that that matter. But yeah, I mean, hey, the thirty-one days of dread is a grind. We're in day eleven. We're almost at the halfway point, and we're talking about the Wolfman from nineteen forty-one. Now. Most of you out there, and have you seen the the visuals, the still shots? Uh, you you know what this character is. You know that he's connected to the Universal Monsters. Now, previously on the Thirty One Days of Dread, we already discussed Creature from the Black Lagoon and Frankenstein. And a year ago, we did Dracula towards the end of October. That that might have been day thirty of the Thirty One Days of Dread. And the Universal Monster movies, the black, the, these are the black and white movies, okay? Look, who knew? Who knew movies were made in 1941? I, I deny until I got into this. Uh, that's sarcasm. But not seeing these movies has potentially been one of the biggest sticking points of me as a film goer, as an audience member, you know, and, you know, critic and, and conversationalist. When it comes to movies, because that's a lot of what Dream Warriors is about. The Dream Warriors is to develop long-form conversations about movies and document how movies change our, you know, like change within our lives. Meaning the meaning of the movie might shift, uh, the way we receive the movies might shift, uh, the movies we we want to see down the road will move and one of the biggest um definitions of this what happened to me recently with the transformers the movie i saw it on fathom big screen i didn't see the movie when i was a kid the the movie came out in 1987 Uh, i never saw it discovered it on vhs i never owned by the time it came out on dvd i was out you know like i was out reading like i mean not reading comics not watching movies not doing anything and i kind of call that my uh <laughs> my blackout period where i decided to you know work in corporate america join the gym transform my body learn to eat better uh read more that you know like developing methods of reading one book a day uh mostly you know non-fiction books but uh, stuff like that and so during this blackout period I was so detached from everything, and when I got back into it, 
uh, you know, I would say like Mark and, and John would be two of the, the contributors for that. Uh, you know, like I was able to come in with a different perspective. So when I finally sat down to watch Transformers the movie, the, the, the thing was completely dumb and ridiculous. Like I just I, I couldn't look at I couldn't watch it I couldn't even appreciate the uh, visuals for more than what they were and uh, you know like the the animation is 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 okay it's 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 comparable but it's not it doesn't have a quick it doesn't have a pop and the animation for that movie it goes high and low meaning the the frames that they're using for you know like twenty four frames per second they're obviously cheaping frames in some scenes in that movie because the action in the beginning of that movie uh is so well done uh at times because there's still glitches but it, it definitely degrades as as the movie goes on and on and like yeah the point i'm getting at is like transformers movie would like never end up on my list nowadays but these universal monster movies have constantly remained on my list despite the phases I'm going through in life, the, despite um, you know my my challenges and my my triumphs and my failures and my success and my trials and my tribulations, you guys know the stereotypes. Despite all of that, these movies have been with me, you know, and it feels so good to finally start watching them. I mean, I literally, I I already got my next one picked out, and it's the Mummy. <laughs> I can't wait for that. And that's the one technically has been remade the least, but has had far more success in modern times than any of the other universal properties. Okay? And that's super like that's such an interesting point because who why why like the mummy is just on the paper sense, on the conversational level, the least interesting of all the universal monsters. Uh, you know, and it's just funny how that's the one that keeps coming back, keeps resonating, and, and that is because that Brandon Fraser movie was so impactful for a, a generation. And it's crazy that we do not have a modern portrayal of Frankenstein and the Wolfman and Dracula. Like, th those, that's your trinity... And it, you know, Universal was trying with this Dark Universe thing that was, uh, you know, led by Team Cruz, uh, Alec Kurtzman involved, and, and, you know, he's now being re raked through the coals for, uh, you know, his changes to Star Trek and Star Trek Discovery, but whatever, um, you know, Star Trek needed a boost, needed a lift, Star Trek existing for what it was, um, you know, like, I think it, it had its run. And the needed updates. Uh, I will argue that. And let it become something different. It should have you know, maybe more tones and nods to the original. And as of like show and storytelling format. You know like mostly like the problem solving and the philosophy angles. Definitely. I, I don't believe anything can't uh, be improved through philosophy. Um, you know, we always argue, you know, like politics in movies, especially today, and, and, and you know, how politics is hurting uh, all of our entertainment. You know, I was trying to watch the um, cult, the um, uh, the American, uh, American horror, right? <laughs> uh, you know, the Fox, Fox FX show, and that one was so heavy with the Trump stuff. It, it, 
it, it just seemed like surreal and weird and 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 just didn't hit well it seemed appropriate the first purge movie uh definitely the the, the notes against trump in that movie resonated wrong um you know kong kong skull island was very weird with with the trump knock in the beginning of that movie and and i'm saying trump because i can't say liberal because you know hollywood is run by these you know cultural elites that uh for the conversation that want you to think a certain way that think their idea and positioning is superior and no one's knocking that you know it's just the uh you know like let, let me watch a movie let let me watch let me watch the story and and i don't want to be spoon-fed these things now can you put it in and it and it kind of uh, like not be so impactful uh yeah i mean like solo was just the solo droid uh, lando stuff was was so understated it, 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 there was so much else happening in the story you picked it up or you didn't i really didn't care beauty and the beast they said the same thing about uh gaston's little dude about being gay like i don't know i always thought he was gay based on the animated movie but you know like stuff like that because you know if, if the movie and if what's happening is a juggernaut we you know we we tend to ignore it you know and and move on but when it's not understated when it's not um you know like it it, it resonates and and it hits you in six you a certain way award shows late night television have have all gone this route and you know viewer response engagement ratings everything is just dropping it's, it's an all-time low nfl comes up when they become less political ratings show the nfl is better when it's less political now uh, why is this and why are we talking about all these things i really don't know i'm here to talk about wolfman that was a little rant <laughs> i'm sorry okay the plot of the wolfman 1941 uh we have a guy returning home we've seen this before it's, it's only again we're dealing with a a 110 minute long movie he he comes home his brother's dead uh he gets uh saves a girl gets bitten by a werewolf uh becomes the werewolf and and here we go okay so what i wasn't expecting from this movie was how well the 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 love the struggle there's almost like a love triangle there's a mystery there's an investigation now the previous movie uh body melt had the, the similar type of like their structurally similarities meaning that we had a, a investigator we had a little bit of a, of a of a like love interest love type struggle even in body melt it just didn't matter none of it resonated and it, it, we're all moving on this movie spends time with this okay we don't get the transformation into the wolfman until we're about you know 25 minutes away from the finale of the movie and you know like you they they let it wait you know you you have to wait for this and now a lot of people will uh, they they modern day audiences love and hate this they they hate it when when they see the the gimmick early <laughs> they hate it and they love waiting for it okay and part of it is like how they handled infinity war versus like how they handled godzilla or even like uh, kong skull island godzilla got ripped apart there's not enough godzilla uh infinity war gets right to business right away and that seems to be fine you don't wait for anything in infinity war so 
I really don't know. I, I don't know. Like, there's no real approach. There's no real um, method to go about this. You, I think from a studio standpoint, you have to, you trust the people you hire. You trust your talent. You go in and you, so forth. Okay. Man, I'm just doing uh, too many tangents. So, where, where was I with Wolfman? Okay. So, I, I got to be a little bit honest. Uh, I, you know, like, did it feel like it dragged a little? Did it feel like the... Uh, Maybe the the tone wasn't there. Was uh, definitely, I think, the acting and the, what was coming through emotionally with the actors was dead on. You know, and like the again, we have this family dynamic. We have uh, a son, a father. We have a heritage, a legacy, a inheritance. You know, like we have a love interest this woman has another guy he's you know like hey he's he's captain america he's perfect okay so you know we have these tropes even back then in 1941 but um when there's a uh like attack and and a murder when our you know lon cheney jr when he gets bitten by the wolf yeah, you know, like he's healed right away. So again, we have like another trope. The the investigator guy is like, "Hey, uh, are you, are, like, are you sure this story checks out? We we have like a dead woman. This guy says he got bitten. He's he's not marked, but the the coat's trashed. There's blood. Uh, you know, like we we have a lot of questions here, and that's that's like the super interesting part of this is that it's not a um. You know, it's not a formulaic movie because this is almost like before formulas infected Hollywood. Like, you know, like, I'm not saying this is like the first movie to have this type of formula, but you can't knock it because it's it's just too early in the game. And, you know, like, so when it comes to our protagonist, Lon Chaney Jr., okay, he... You know, like, is he selling the anxiety? Is he selling the worry? Is he selling the doubt? Is he doubting himself enough of, of what happened that night that, you know, where he is, you know, got the curse of the werewolf? And, you know, like, is are these moments, is this night true? Is it honest? Uh, you know, like, that's what we have to question, you know, when it comes to, like, if he's carrying this movie. I would argue he doesn't. You know, I would I would really say Lon Chaney Jr. doesn't carry this movie to hundred percent. Now, who gets credit? Again, you know, like we will. Uh, let me. I am so. I, I had a reboot cause of the uh, and I had all my notes up. <laughs> so let, let me just go into my my Google Doc uh, real quick. So the Joe Johnson. Okay, that's uh, that is the Wolf Man. Oh my god. I did want to talk about that. You know, like that's a I think that's a hugely underrated movie, The Wolfman, with Benicio del Toro and Anthony Hopkins. I love that movie. Um okay, so George Wagner, he is the real hero of this. When there's shots and there's layering and you know, there's opportunity to to do things because you're inside of a studio that he gets full access of. The beginning of the movie too has like a very cool like matte painting animatic that was very original, very very uh, like Disney esque even even at the time with based on technology and how they shot things. But 
you know, like, there's a moment where Lon Chaney Jr. kills the wolf that attacked him. And it's done, like, we see him, we don't see the wolf, there's a tree blocking our view, and he, and he murders the wolf with a silver cane that is, that he buys at this thrift store that the, the girl, you know, that he's kind of creeping on, works at, and it's, it's a, he buys a cane and it foreshadows the movie, because it's a silver cane with a wolf head and a pentagram. So this movie is very big on the eeriness, the anticipation of him turning, uh, there's a fortune teller gypsy factor that I thought was amazingly well done, and you know, like, and it really does come down to Lon Chaney Jr. and and is he selling the scenes and, and he's, is he putting us where we have to be, audience wise? And I would say like there's times where he 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 does not, but like overall, you know, again, this movie moves. It's there's definitely bang for your buck. Uh, it, this movie 100% deserves to be where it is on the shelf. Uh, he later, I think, portrayed the Wolfman like three or four times, like multiple sequels. I, I want to see Wolfman uh, and Frankenstein. I, I know that's one of the Universal movies. I just think that's just amazing. Uh, but these movies do trigger something. I, w- I would say like maybe like in men. These monster movies play in in like the the hopes and the fears and the dreams of men and i can kind of see how they capture the generation and universal knew it had lightning in the bottle and it just went with it um you know you know like late in these this type of movie later to be returned with with the hammer films and then we've had like since hammer we've had uh indications of a want for this type of like entertainment and these types of stories monster squad the mummy returns francis ford coppola's dracula uh the the most recent tom cruise the mummy and the attempts for the uh, dark universe you know like there there is i think there's a need among males uh, to to see these types of characters uh to um be retold origins like this because it does deal with creation and chance and uh, like a fortitude to, to move forward and to not have obstacles like in life uh you know the, the i'm not saying like women don't connect to these ideas but they, but uh, i would say like they largely appeal to, to men and you know because they're kind of bravado they're kind of dumb they're silly uh approaches you know, because uh, there's little nuance to them. You know, like there's there's layers, but there's there's not really like an alternate take, and that's what I mean. But that you know, when I say nuance in in that fashion, so <laughs> these movies have to come back. Okay, uh, I don't understand why you know why we even have to argue that the dark universe should not move forward. Okay, I've. Look, it, Going back to Tom Cruise and, and the Mummy review for Dream Warriors, I've been advocating for these updates. I think we need them. Uh, I don't think we need any more Marvel movies. I think Marvel, you know, has uh, ended its run with Infinity War. I don't think they're going to even top that movie in, on an anticipation level. Uh, Disney is hurting and struggling with Star Wars. Uh, no one's really hyped about Episode Nine. Like, there's no excitement at all for that movie. 
but we can get something this you know like with this we can get these threads that were established with the mummy we can expand on them little bit by little bit but having like a strong focused story just like what the mummy had um you know mummy was a little too heavy-handed on the the world building uh maybe like that's the biggest problem of that movie but hey (laughs) (laughs) i'm always like want to go because it again uh if if i completely love something uh it's hard for me to to go on and on about it if i hate something it's the same but look, uh, if, if you're looking to follow me, you can always find me on social media, aka Pad13 on Instagram and Facebook, aka Pad on Twitter and Snapchat, and aka Pad.com website. Uh, f- you can fund original content. You can you can donate. You can purchase things through me. Um, you you can go to my Etsy and buy services and you know actually get something for what you pay for. There's drawings and logo design and web design and all these really cool packages just for you. <laughs> okay, so look, uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, it, you know these movies are important and it, for the, these episodes are maybe the most important that uh, anyone listens to because if it keeps the conversation going, if it re-highlights these movies if it inspires someone to jump into these movies uh you know i think we we're all better for it as a uh, a film commentary review cinephile uh audience uh as a community and hey subscribe support i'm gonna get out of here but everyone you guys have a great day Here we go, here we go, are we back? Okay, we were having trouble there. Okay, okay. I'll tell you how crazy I am for the 31 Days of Dread, day 11 right here. It's the Wolfman from 1941. Who even knew they made movies back then?